Shay think he know everything. What is up, everybody? I know y'all hear JoJo. JoJo. I know y'all hear him with the crazy break music. JoJo. <laughs> Give it to him. JoJo. Yeah. Let me tell you why we uh, doing the praise break today. JoJo. Break it down. Yeah. Today we celebrating our 10th episode. And not only our 10th episode, but the podcast in general. I want somebody to know what a beauty it is to have something in front of you that once was a thought. I can recall when I was just thinking about doing a podcast, and I can recall thinking what a podcast would be like. Now, the very podcast that I was thinking about is in front of me, 10 episodes in. Have mercy, God. That's why I'm excited, and that's why we had prayed for That's why I'm giving it to you, JoJo. Get that. Shout it out. Shoto. Shout it out. Have mercy, God. God better do it, JoJo. Yay God, yay God, yay God, yay God. Mercy. Uh, yeah. That's all right, Jojo. Yes, indeed. What the good, what the good. <laughs> Jojo, bring it down. Yes, mercy. Thank y'all. Thank you, Jojo. But yeah, we so we're excited about that. However, on to uh, what I do know, and I know you see the topic on the board uh, that says voter restriction laws and WTF GOP, and we just gonna start there. What I do know is that this past Tuesday, legislature voted on having a conversation, right, about voter restriction laws. Okay, on a federal level, uh, and the GOP voted not even to have a discussion about it. See, this is what I'm confused about. Okay, first of all, America is built on the vote, and it's America's most sacred institution. And the fact that the GOP doesn't even want to have a discussion about it, like, what must they think of the American people? if they don't even want to have a discussion about uh, voting. Like, you should want to at least, if you ask me, uh, every couple of years, Congress should get together and discuss voting because it's this country's most sacred institution. So every couple of years, I think they should be getting together, seeing what's sticking to the flypaper uh, of voting. But that's why I got on the title, WTF GOP. Like... Uh, I'm confused, okay? 
and and don't get me wrong, because Democrats make me nervous too sometimes. But I just Republicans just confuse me, okay? Uh, because sometimes, like sometimes when the GOP talk, especially with these voting uh, restriction laws or the new voting laws. They, they seem so exclusive of certain people. Now, that might not be their intention to exclude certain folks, but when you read those laws, right, it kind of sounds like you're trying to exclude certain folks, okay? Uh, now, that just could be me, right? And I'm not saying that because I've watched the news myself and the news has said that. No, I'm looking at that, right? Because let's take this this last voting cycle, somebody actually came to my front door and said, hey, would you like a mail-in ballot? I said, yes, but I ended up going and voting in person. But when I went and voted in person, I had to turn in my mail-in ballot, right? Now, the here in Georgia, they want to stop that. But that worked out fine for me, right? I ended up voting in person. They said I couldn't vote in person unless I turned in my mail-in ballot. That's to restrict fraud, right? So I had to, I couldn't vote unless I turned in my mail-in ballot. Well, here in Georgia, they want to not, they want it uh, to be law that way, well, and they did pass that law. So now nobody can come to my door and help me fill out um, a application for a mail-in ballot, which I think is crazy, right? It, it's asinine in the worst way, okay? And that's just a small example of some of those laws okay and here in georgia i'm all confused because georgia actually cites that the reason that they made these laws is to uh keep an eye or curtail voting fraud what confuses me is that when Raffles, uh Burger got on TV. The Secretary of State, the one in charge of the voting, right? He got on TV and said there was no detection of voter fraud at all in Georgia. As a matter of fact, they had three official recounts and two investigations. And all of that uh, garnered no evidence of fraud. However, his boy Kemp drafted, just signed the law in the bill. I mean, signed the bill into law. Uh, so, I'm just confused. Okay, so Republicans, y'all know y'all Bible, and y'all know y'all Bible because y'all love to quote it. Y'all also know y'all Bible because y'all the ones that seem to be going against it the most. Um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but and I said that to say, listen, you can't serve two masters, GOP. You you can't serve two masters. See what I'm saying? So you can't uh, draft uh, voting. Uh, restriction law, right? You can't draft that law and then say you drafted the law uh, to deter voting fraud and then get on TV and said there was no fraud at all detected and it was one of the most safe elections in Georgia, right? So if there was no fraud detected and it was most one of the most um, uh, sacred, uh, not sacred, it was one of the uh, most safest um, elections in Georgia's history, then why would you need a voting law that deters fraud? Like, if you just got on TV and said that. Now, this country been voting for about 250 years, right? 
And if there was going to be some fraud, it was going to be back in the 1800s when all you had was a piece of paper and a pencil and dropped it in the box. Like they really were on the honor system back then. Right. There are so many things in place today with technology to deter and detect voting fraud that is obviously safe today. Uh, but now back in those days, you just wrote the name on a piece of paper and put it in the box. Oh, there were some folks watching and looking at you. But I mean, hey, basically it was the honor system. You know what I'm saying? And so if there was if there was going to be fraud, it was going to be then. Right. So uh, I'm just confused, if you will. Okay, <laughs> I mean, especially with, you know, mail-in voting and they're wanting them to be less drop by less drop boxes. Listen, if you've seen a mail-in drop box, they're actually pretty safe. Uh, they got a government seal, a government lock. You can't get in it. Right. No person can get in it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and they want less of them. Now, why would you want less drop boxes? Now, again, they're citing for fraudulent issues. We want less drop boxes. But in a country where voting is the most sacred institution and voting is what has this country where it's at, you should want as many people voting as possible. And the pandemic has changed everything in this country forever, right? Uh, now, we did the mail-in voting because of COVID, and of course, COVID changed this country forever. So it would it would look to me like the way we vote for the rest of we know it uh, in time in this country would be different because of how COVID affected us, right? Mass amounts of people show up to the poll on voting day. With virus uh, post in a post-virus world, right? That was that's going to be changed forever. Why not mail in? So why why less? Why less drop boxes? I'm all confused by that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like those are things, okay? Less drop boxes. And now I do want to say this, okay? Because people love to get on TV and say you can't bring them. You can't bring them water. You can't. You can't bring water. Well, here's the thing, right? It's always been a law that within 150 feet of the voting place, you can't have. Uh, you know, food, water, things like that, because, you know, people may feel that it may sway your vote. Now, if you know me, you've seen me. And if you've seen me, you would look at me and think, mm, I think he likes food. Right. Uh, however, uh, there is nothing. There is no piece of food you can bring me uh, to change my vote, especially in today's time. Like if I was if I if Trump was on the ballot and you wanted me to vote for him, there is no piece of food you can bring me that would make me vote for him. Right. None. None. Right. So water, food, whatever. It really doesn't change anyone's vote. However, that is the law. Now, people make it seem like uh, you can't bring food and water. You can't bring it within 150 feet of the polling place. Right. Which does it make sense? No, not really. But is it a law? Yes. And you respect the law. OK. Uh, but people get on TV and make it sound like uh, you can't bring nobody. What? Listen. Yeah, you can. Just give you 150 feet. Um, you know. Now, here's the thing. Uh, you you can't be in there, you know, giving water away, things like that. Uh, so just make sure if you're going to vote, don't be don't be trying to sell. Uh, give see because people will find ways to hem you up. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, so, but I did want to talk about that because people people are kind of on TV like, oh, you can't. No, that's not the case. That's always been a rule. Okay, uh, they just made it a law. So, and does it make sense? Absolutely not. Uh, but it is what it is. Okay. Uh, and, and here's Texas now. See, Texas is real ridiculous. Like, and remember now, we just celebrated Juneteenth, and Juneteenth was celebrating the word of freedom finally getting to Texas. So they're obviously a little slow, right? Uh, and we understand that. Uh, so, but Texas is drafting a. Uh, bill, same kind of bill uh, with voter uh, laws, but now one of them is that you can't drive more than two people to a polling place without an explanation, right? So if I pull up to a polling place and I have five people in my car, I have to explain why there are more than two people in there, right? Now, I don't know what that is. I don't even know. See, a lot of people think stuff is racist. No, some stuff is just stupid, right? Like, that's stupid, okay? If you want stupid, that's that, okay? Uh, Considering how you want as many people to vote as possible. If I want as many people to vote as possible, I don't care if you pull up with a 48-passenger streamline bus. I want them folks to vote. JoJo. Have mercy, God. Okay? Now, that's just stupid. Okay? Well, I got to explain why it's more than two folks in my car driving them to vote. See, here's what it seems like. Sometimes the GOP seem like they're a six-year-old that's dropped their popsicle and answers running through it, and everybody else still got a popsicle. Now, you just mad. Right? Uh, that's what it seems like to me sometimes. Is y'all just pissed off? I don't know what for because people lose elections all the time, uh, all the time. But no, y'all all in behind this, this fool him, uh, and and his elections. And and I the other day I told somebody, I was like, well, the Republican Party is jam fact, uh, the jam fact is jam packed full of cowards. And somebody said, what do you mean? Well, what do you mean, Mister Podcaster? It's jam packed full of cowards. Right. First of all, let's take Ted Cruz. Okay. Now, if I'm Ted Cruz and you talk negatively about my father and my wife, don't you for one minute think just because I'm a Republican and you're a Republican, I'm going to get behind you. No, because you made that thing personal when you attacked my family. And so I don't have shit to say to you. I don't have nothing to say to you. I'm not getting behind you. I'm not supporting one thing that you do. Not even for the team, because that's my family, and my family is first and then the team, right? My family is first and then the Republicans. My family is first and then somebody else. My family is first and then other folks. My family is first and then my, my political values. So if, if I, I, I would not stand behind Trump one iota if he talked about my father and my wife the way Trump talked about Ted Cruz's father and his wife. No, but you on TV standing behind him. Yeah, that's cowardice. That's a coward. Okay, stand up and be a man. The same thing with the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp. Yeah, 
He talked bad about your ass, too, Mr. Kemp. Right? And you in behind him. I, I should have never endorsed him. I should have never. I won't endorse him again. Called him a coward. He's too afraid to be a governor. I wish I would stand behind somebody who then got on a public platform and talked about me how he did them too, and they still in behind him. See, here's what I want, folks. I want people to stop and think. Stop and think. Stop and think. Right? Because if you do that, some stuff will start to make sense. Okay? Now, I'm not saying that Democrats are better than Republicans. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that Republicans really do seem stupid at times and way behind the, way behind the times. That's, that's my most biggest hang-up with GOP is that they seem so analog. They seem so not even old school, not even old-fashioned, just old-timey. Like, you know, even God speaks in a today generation voice, right? Even God, you know, God spoke to people in the Bible, right? And he speaks to us today. However, he speaks to us today in a today generation time. The Republicans are a few generations behind, right? Just how they communicate and how they seem so analog. Like, I'm like, man, that's my biggest hang up with them. Not that most of their stuff seems racist. I, you'll never hear me say they are racist. I'm just saying some stuff they do seems racist. Okay. Uh, but they definitely need to get up to speed with, you know, paraverbals, right? You know, if you know what a paraverbal is, paraverbal is, you know, when you speak, you speak with words. However, when you use words, you use tone and volume and vocal inflection. And those are paraverbals. Body language, tone of voice, volume. Those are paraverbals, right? Meaning, I can say words, but when I put paraverbals on them, the words then deliver a message, right? So my body language then delivers a message. Oh, I can tell you I'm just fine, but my body language might not say that. That's a paraverbal. That's what I mean by the Republicans. Y'all's paraverbals are off. Like, y'all will say something, but then I'll be looking like, why they said that like that? Making it seem, maybe nobody that's a Republican is racist. Maybe they, nobody is. But it's the way y'all say stuff. I'd be like, man, who, like y'all haven't evolved with time, and the way you say things can hurt somebody. Let me listen, y'all. I got to get on with him. Uh, so, uh, you know, I just want y'all to be aware. Stop and think, right? Especially in Georgia. If they got on TV and said there was no fraud, why would you draft a law and then cite that you drafted it because of fraud? But you said there was no fraud. Anyway, stop, think. Think about what you're hearing. Okay? Now, uh, let's talk about what I'm tired of. Okay? And as much as I just dogged the Republican Party, I'm going to... Uh, stand a little bit in the gap of defense for them in this section of uh, what I'm tired of. Because what I am tired of is um, 
Republican elected officials sounding like the only thing Republican voters can relate to is scare tactics and sensationalism and shock value, right? Like, I want to see uh, Republicans respecting the Republican voter and just discussing the issues, right? I'm tired of people like Marjorie Taylor Greene because she's, we, we all know that shock value and sensationalism sells, and it even garners votes. We all know this, right? However, she just be so far gone in some of the stuff she says. But to me, it looks like she says them because she knows that a portion of the base that votes for her can relate to that. But I'm upset with her because you feel like that's all they relate to. Like, I don't hear her discussion issues. She might try to start with one, but then she's going to end it or tie it to a scare tactic or tie it to sensationalism or tie it to just discuss the issues and sit down. See, if you can't do that with tact and coof and some intelligence, then you don't need that job, right? However, people do vote you into it. But I want some of the Republican Party uh, to stop. To me, it looks like uh, they believe a lot of Republican voters just don't know nothing. And you'll say anything to them and think they'll believe it. And I want y'all to stop doing the Republican voter like that. That's a disgrace to them, and it's disrespectful to the Republican voter. Now, it does look to me <laughs> sometimes that y'all that sometimes the GOP voters will believe anything. Ergo, uh, the election was stolen. Everybody just kind of ran with that. And like I said in the last segment, y'all know good and hell well, ain't nobody stole no election. You know, in your heart, you know that. However, some of the GOP knows that there's a portion of that base that's just going to ride with that. Right? Now, they would ride with you if you just discussed the issues. And the Republican voter should be offended that you think that's your best bet with them is to bring shock value, sensationalism, right? The Republican voter should be offended at that, that you just can't discuss the issues. Okay, and, I, and I'm not saying that uh, Democrats do that. I'm just saying that I, as a Democrat myself, and quite frankly, a right-leaning Democrat, right, I just don't see that from Democrats. I just don't see somebody trying to scare me in the voting. I really hear them thinking, uh, discussing w the issues, and I hear the issues when I'm listening to uh, most Democrats talk. I hear them discussing issues. Right. I never hear a, a Democrat trying to scare me uh, into voting and I'm not scared of too much. No way. So maybe if they're trying, I'm just not hearing it. Right. But I have heard GOP elected officials talking and then I've heard Republicans around me and they sound scared when they talk about what some of the GOP officials talk about. Right. Well, I don't want my guns taken. Well, who's trying to stop? Why do you sound scared? You ain't got to discuss the issues, right? Because, believe it or not, nobody wants to take your guns. We want to find a way where 
we can have them and be our country be a safer place with them. Do we want to take them? No. We know that you have to protect yourself and protect your family. We know this, and you deserve the right to protect your family and protect your home and protect your land. You deserve that right, right? I don't even want to go into that. that, that that's a whole other podcast. But I'm just tired of people. T- like, GOP, discuss the issues, man. Stop trying to scare people in the voting. And the Republican voters, you should be offended that they come at you like that. Like that's the best, like that's all you're going to understand is scare tactics. You, you, you should be offended. Okay? So I'm tired of that. I'm tired of GOP using them kind of issues, right? I know they talk about budget and things like that, but that, for the most part, yeah, they're trying to scare you. And Republican voters, you should be offended that they believe that's the best they can do with you as a voter. I'm tired of that. Okay? That's what I'm tired uh, of. Jojo. That's what I'm tired of. So, um, I don't know. So, let's, <laughs> let's do a word for the day. Uh, and the word for the day is prevaricate. Prevaricate or prevaricate. You can use that uh, prevaricate, prevaricate, okay? It is spelled P-R-E-V-A-R-I-C-A-T-E. Prevaricate, prevaricate. It is a verb, right? And it means to lie or deviate from the truth. To lie or deviate from the truth. To lie or deviate from the truth. I chose that word because of what I was talking about and how the GOP seems to be a very highly skilled uh, machine in that area. Not necessarily to lie, but to deviate from the truth, right? Uh, they ooh, they just it. That's what it seems like to me. Is that the case? Probably not, but it seems to me that way. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and and I'm not saying Democrats don't lie. I'm just saying uh, some of the GOP are more obvious liars. Okay. Uh, for instance, uh, when 45 came on TV. I said, yes, I may be drinking water. Well, I'm water. Maybe drinking bleach. I read about, studied the bleach will kill her. Well, people got on TV and said he didn't say that. I watched the video. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> right? So y'all trying to deviate from the truth. No. And I would respect you more if you say, yeah, he did say that, and it was stupid. Let's just move past it, all right? Y'all just stop being scared to speak your mind. You know, you don't have to be nasty with it, but you can just you can you you can tell the truth and not make nobody mad. I mean, and not intend to piss folks off. The truth gonna piss somebody off now, but you can tell the truth with your intention being to not piss somebody off. Y'all just be just going, be just, some of the GOP just be going with it. And I, that ain't what he said. Well, we played a video back, and that's exactly what he said. Or, I 
Corey Taylor Green was talking about comparing the mass to the uh, the Jewish star back in Hitler's time. That's not what she said. Play the video. And then they say, oh, well, that's not what she meant. There's the deviation. The lie is, that's not what she said. That's the lie. The deviation is, that's not what she meant. Okay? So all this uh, prevarication, okay, cut that shit short. Okay? Please and thank y'all. Uh, and that's the word for the day, prevaricate, to lie or deviate from the truth. Okay? Uh so <laughs> that's that's the prevaricate prevaricate okay so uh before i go i do want to talk uh briefly about one thing now this is this episode is probably not going to be uh popular it's going to be good but not going to be popular because of the things i talked about same as same here uh with this, with the before i go segment but before I go, I want to talk about uh, Derek Chauvin and how he was sentenced yesterday to 22 and a half years um, in prison uh, for the murder of George Floyd. Now, he's not eligible eligible for parole until 15 years. So how they say in the hood, he's going to do 15 to the door. Okay, JoJo, he's going to do 15 to the door. So he got to do 15 before he's eligible for parole. What I have been hearing, uh, I heard George Floyd's family and those activists saying that accountability was served, and I highly agree with that. But what I want is I want people to not be on social media and then comparing uh, other people's cases, right? Like uh, I saw a TikTok where somebody said, well, these people were sentenced to 50 years of life certain crime and Derek Chauvin got uh, 22 and a half I understand all of that and I understand the point you're trying to make however I do want you to stop and think like I said earlier are we appreciating the fact that we have begun the baby steps of maybe moving in the right direction right and I say baby steps because even though accountability was served, this thing is, when I say it is the infancy, I mean it's in the zygote stage. When I say zygote, you know a zygote when the sperm uh, get to the egg, and it becomes fertilized, it becomes a zygote, not even an embryo. So we're in the zygote stage uh, of this whole family, with the hopes that uh, this continues and this be a deterrent police officer. Now, as more and more officers begin to get prison time for these things, the amount of years given for the crime will go up because judges and juries will be like, well, you have seen numerous people uh, go to prison for these crimes, but you must get the message. stage of starting to move in the right direction. Uh, so let's, I don't want to say celebrate, let's appreciate where we are uh, with this. And appreciate that George Floyd and his family were serving some 
I don't sound like I'm but because we say those things about other people getting more time for less, I think we take from the fact that this is a very big step that we have made. I don't want to take from it. Again, we got some work to do, but myself i'm gonna see some folks i hadn't seen in a while so with that being said man shane think he know everything thank you for coming <laughs> y'all have a good saturday mom dad i love y'all